0: Very happy to have on broadcaster Janella Massa. She's up early for us in Toronto today. It's lovely to have you in. How are you doing?
1: Hi, good morning, Greg. I'm all right.
0: Um, by the way, would, if Trump was on TV today, would you watch? I'd tell myself I wouldn't. I won't do it. I can't do it. It'll drive me crazy. I'll need to have an early cocktail or something, and then I'll turn it on and watch it. I'm, I'm compelled by his madness, I think.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. I, I, I uh... I'd really rather not. (laughs) I'd really rather not. I got to tell you, in these times, uh, I feel uh, thankful. I have the luxury of turning off and checking out because if I was working in a a newsroom or covering daily news, I don't have a choice. (laughs) I got to listen and I got to chime in.
0: Somebody said that. Somebody said that to me, Janelle, about the show today. And they're like, well, you know, it would be so hard to be a politician right now. I'm like, no, not really. You could just write it. You could just say no comment about six days in a row and run for your car when you leave the chambers. I, I don't have that luxury. And you used to not have that luxury. Either. Yeah, exactly, you got to say things, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, What's your expectation? I want to get to what's transpiring in in Toronto and Ottawa demonstrations. A lot of people, um, there's a a high temperature, I think, in the room, as it were. But today also in the House of Commons could be quite something um, with a carbon tax carve out on home heating oil that was put through for people that heat their home with oil in Atlantic Canada. But this could be a momentous day with the NDP and Jagmeet Singh crossing to vote with the conservatives. What what intrigues you most about this development? Yeah,
1: I'm I'm waiting with bated breath to see how this vote plays out because the big question mark is how the bloc's vote is going to uh, swing things one way or the other, and they haven't really indicated uh, where they stand on this. I mean, I think this was a big fumble for the liberals. Uh, Having this exception uh, for, uh, you know, home heating oil that's, you know, pretty much just benefiting uh, some Atlantic provinces – I think they basically handed a win to the opposition by saying, you know, they've been saying all along this is unaffordable and you know, I think that they're right if you're going to make an exception an exception mm-hmm. because life is so expensive for Canadians, then it should be for all Canadians. Um and, and you know, and they kind of the messaging hasn't been great on this because you know, the reason energy prices are so high are a lot of external factors like you know, like the war in Ukraine. And so, you know, it's it's not a lot of things that are in their control, but Moving on this undermines that initial messaging that it's so important to take this environmental mm. issue as a leader on the global stage. We, we just have to bite the bullet. We have to make the tough calls. Mm. So don't backtrack on that. If the issue is affordability. You know, energy is not the only thing that's making life unaffordable for a Canadian. It's housing, it's groceries, it's yeah. lots of things that the Liberals could be tackling to 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 you know deal with the rising cost of living in this country. Groceries is a big one, uh, you know. So I don't know. their 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 ratings are not great. This feels like a, a big misstep here.
0: I wonder, Janelle, if poll numbers factored in. Though also to the NDP's decision, what did you make of the NDP deciding this is our moment to to split, not break the confidence and supply agreement, but at least go with Polyev and the Conservatives on this one?
1: Yeah, they had to do the political math on this one, right? They, you know, they want to stand for, uh, you know, clean energy and and uh, you know, uh, fighting climate change. But I think they are they're recognizing that folks are thinking about right now, right? I'm not worried about if the if the if the world is going to you know turn on fire tomorrow if I if I'm not here because I can't pay my rent or I can't eat or I can't feed my kids. Right. So I think they're, they're doing the political math. Um, The, the danger there is that they may end up looking wishy-washy that they they're flip-flopping on something that was important to them. And now they're doing this for, for points.
0: Janelle Massa joining us on Toronto today. Um, So we're seeing all the coverage from what happens. It feels like now we're, we're at four Saturdays in a row in Toronto and for the second and three there was quite a um, quite a notable um, boycott chant outside a, a Jewish owned business or the Aroma Cafe up on Wellington. What's your view of, of just where we're at right now? We we just seem to have lost substance and nuance and the ability to talk to each other rationally when we react to what's in the street. But we also see what's in the street. There's some concerning signs.
1: Yeah. You know, I feel like we have to zoom out and take a look at the big picture. Right. There were tens of thousands of people marching in the streets of Toronto. And what were they calling for? They were calling for peace. They were calling for an end to violence. They were calling for a ceasefire. That is the overwhelming message of what has been on these streets, what's compelled tens of thousands of people to these streets of Toronto for the last four weeks. So, you know, I, I, I'm i baffled when I when I hear people, you know, trying to paint this as hate fests or hate rallies, I understand. You know, uh, one or two instances, we should absolutely uh, call out anti-Semitism. We should call out hate. We should denounce it. Uh, we should call out violence. Um, but I think, you know, where where people get frustrated is uh, a- applying that across the board. Let's not use that to now uh, perpetuate Islamophobia. To perpetuate these, you know, these dog whistles of uh, deport them, send them back to their countries. Um, you know, I think we absolutely should have conversations about anti-Semitism. And, but my fear is that, you know, we conflate these issues, right? We conflate the uh, the criticism of a government as anti-Semitic. We conflate, uh, you know, calls for. Uh, let's be real; these are not mom and pop shops. These are uh, Israeli-owned. But the people working in
0: The people working in them making bagels for people and making right, if, soup for people if you
1: boycott sp- Starbucks does that mean you're against the barista behind the bar you're boycotting a company if, that uh, uh stands for something and, and that is 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 uh um you yeah. know making economic gains right we're talking about this is this is where I feel like there's a, there's a there's a disconnect here, but there right? could be a disconnect like, because I'm watching I, yeah go ahead I'm watching these images of you know we're talking almost 10,000 people uh uh killed we're, we're we're hearing the Israeli government saying we bombed refugee camps. Yes, we know there were casualties, but, you know, the ends justifies the means. So uh, this is where I, I feel like there is this this disconnect where it's like, are we are we operating from the same place? Are we talking about the same thing? Are we watching the same? No, none of,
0: but it feels like none of us are. So I'm looking and you're looking. You're a logical person. I know that. And so am I. So we're looking for a means to an end here. I, I'd make the case. I can't. You're right. If you want to boycott Starbucks, that's great. But when we've got 700 people outside an aroma cafe in Toronto and it's daylight and they're screaming boycott at people inside who are dining or or serving people at minimum wage. I I got a problem with that. I think it's too far. Don't you don't think that's too far?
1: To say boycott a company and, and that is operating in, to, to in illegal settlements in 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 uh, in Israel, I don't think there's there is no call for violence. or are saying don't spend your money here if you have a choice, right? And people can make choices about that. We know that at the end of the day, a lot of decisions uh, are made around uh, you know economics, right? I, I think but you're I'm right, just, but I don't I don't, I don't, I don't have a choice to be
0: frightened or not if I'm in that if if I'm in there. If I tell you I'm frightened, I think you have to listen to me and and say okay, Greg's frightened, and you have to respect I, that that, <laughs> that might be too much.
1: So here's the thing, right? People are frightened by a group of protesters out on the streets calling for an end to violence. What is it about that group that is making people frightened? And this is the question that I have to ask. You because can. because there is, you know... There, are, it, it seems to be that we're allowing this fear of a group of people. And I have to wonder is it because it's coming from this group of people? It's becoming, it's coming from racialized people, because it's coming from Palestinians, because it's coming from Muslims. That when they shout, they must be angry and violent, even if the words that they are shouting is stop the violence. This is where there seems to be this cognitive dissonance that I just, I, 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 I I just don't understand how anyone can look at what's happening and be opposed to folks on the street. There, are, I know people who have lost, had their entire family. Absolutely. Wiped out. But the people indies, working in those stores, uh,
0: you're absolutely right. And I'm the first person to say we should be absolutely free and 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 absolutely um, unafraid to call out a foreign policy or call out actions that are that are too aggressive. Let me make the case for you that there are many times we look and we say, well, there's this white mob in Charlottesville, North Carolina. I'm thinking, geez, those guys look like me, but I don't think anything like them. There were people that certainly painted the covers yeah, of Black what are Lives. They calling for? But, but, <laughs> what but, are they but called? they 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 Black Lives Matter marches concerned some people. I didn't have a problem with them, but you know. So I don't think this is about skin color. I really don't. I think this is about the tone in the city. I really do. I,
1: I have a hard time with that because, you, you know, can. there are folks who are asking, there are folks who are asking, you know, they want to, the question is, do you condemn Hamas? And my, my question is, do you condemn war crimes? Because if you want to have an honest conversation, then let's have an honest conversation. If we want to condemn violence, then we have to condemn violence across the board. And I'm watching this violence for the last four weeks. What happened on October 7th was abhorrent. It was uh, uh, disgusting, a Atrocity. Civilians should not be targeted in this way. So why are we responding to disgusting acts of violence with even worse disgusting acts of violence? And this is where people are marching on the streets to say enough. How many more children have to die? Gaza is 50% children. There about there's about to be an, a, an epidemic of orphans, and we're standing by, and our politicians won't even say the word ceasefire. This is what's this is what is 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 baffling to me.
0: Yeah, you can, uh, now to me, I asked me. Jack- sing this and he said, oh, absolutely. I said, you can't have on Friday, Janelle, I said, you can't have a ceasefire without Hamas immediately returning the terrorists. That's point number, or sorry, the hostages. That's point number one. That must happen before anything else happens. Wouldn't you agree with that? You can't ask Israel to stop anything until those people are returned to their families. Can't.
1: So again, if we want to have a conversation about hostages being held, we can talk about the number of prisoners that have been detained in Israel without charge. But, that's not, but I asked you a direct so, question so, about the so. other thing, and you're conflating <laughs> but, it with something see, that's true, but, see, but it's but something see, else. But you see the point, right? You well, see the point is that is that we always want to have a conversation of do we condemn, do we call for, do yes, absolutely, yeah. but let's reverse that question, right? So when we, you know, when people ask me, do you condemn Hamas? Have, has anyone ever asked them, do you condemn what your government is doing and uh, bombing uh, uh, refugee camps? That question doesn't seem to ever be asked the other way. So my point is, if you want to have an honest conversation about humanity and about morality, then that conversation has to be across the board.
0: Well, I wouldn't ask you to condemn Hamas because I think you're a smart person. And I, I would assume that that's in your heart and in your mind that it's automatic to do that. And I think we had an but honest... it
1: seems that But it seems that a lot of people are being asked to qualify their statements from before they even open their mouth to I have a conversation you. about this. It yeah. has to be qualified by that. And, it, and it's hey, interesting to me who is asked that.
0: Hey, I ran late and that's good. All right. I, <laughs> I blew right past the, the clock, time. but I, I, <laughs> I, hey, listen again, we're not getting anywhere if we don't lay things on the table and go, tell me what you think of this. And you tell me what I think of that. Like, I think those are important conversations. So I thank you for this one this morning.
1: Thanks for having me, Greg.
0: Janelle Massa joining us.